Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Thoughts Inspired. So this week, I want to share with you what the Lord has been highlighting to me in my studies this week. I'm in the book of Esther, chapter one. And in chapter one, we start out with King Xerxes, who in the, his third year, of being king, he has this huge party for those who are ruling over the 127 provinces that he is king over. This party lasts for about six months, and then he has a whole other feast. During this time, the queen, Queen Esther, she decides to have a feast for the women of the palace. So the king, who is merry with wine, he's been celebrating for a long time, calls for his queen. He wanted to show off her beauty. When he calls for her, she declines. She does not go. When she does not go, the king gets with his council, seven men in his council, and they decide that she will no longer come again before the king, like divorce. So I want to take a look at Vashti, Queen Vashti. At the beginning of chapter one, she's queen. By the end of chapter one, she is no longer queen. Because when the king called for her to show up, she says no and does not go. Why would the queen not go? What was happening with the king and the queen for her to not go? Was she sick and tired of being paraded around for her beauty? And maybe she wanted to share her thoughts. The word doesn't say. What we see is a woman who possibly reacts out of emotion. And because of the reaction out of emotion, she is no longer queen. What we see is a woman responding out of the right now Maybe she was sick and tired of <clears throat> of the king doing what he normally does. Maybe she didn't want to participate anymore. Whatever the reason is, we're not sure why she did not go. In the position that she had as queen, the Lord brought up, this question to me. 
What was her purpose as queen? Did she fulfill her purpose? Did she know what her purpose was? If she knew what her purpose was, would her response be different? Would she would she have had a different response to the king when he called for her? If there was a bigger picture, if there was a purpose behind being a queen. And so the Lord started to ask me about purpose. What is the purpose for your positions? And the positions I'm referring to, he was referring to, are all the different relationships that we have, the roles that we have, the positions that we're in. See, as women, it wasn't a just it wasn't just about work, the work positions, because we may immediately want to go to that. Some of us may be business owners, some of us work at a job. Outside of the work, we all are women. Some of us are mothers. All of us are daughters. We're sisters. We're aunts. Cousin. Nieces. We have these different positions. We have these different relationships. What is our purpose in these different relationships, in these different roles that we have? Do we know the purpose? And if we knew the purpose in these relationships, would we respond differently? If we knew why God has us in the relationship and the roles and the positions that he has us in, would we respond differently? God is a God of purpose and he is very intentional with everything that he does. So there is a reason why we are in the roles and positions that we are in. Have we ever taken the time to ask him, have we thought about this? Why, why am I a daughter? Why am I not a son? What is my purpose as a daughter? What is my purpose as an aunt? How do I impact my nieces and my nephews? How do I impact my siblings What is my purpose in this position you have me in, you have blessed me in? And then in these positions that he's blessed us with, because it's a blessing. How are we stewarding them? 
What are we doing in these roles and in these positions? How are we stewarding what God has blessed us with? Are we speaking life? Or are we speaking against these positions the Lord has blessed us with? Are we thinking it's too hard to maybe parent or it's too much or whatever the thought is that you allow to come out of your mouth? How are you stewarding the relationships, the people that are in your life in these relationships? How are you stewarding that, them. Have you asked him how to steward? Why am I a, a mom, God? Why did you give me the children that you gave me? Have we asked? What's the purpose? How to steward? Definitely something to think about because as he's showed it to me through Vashti, it really had me thinking. It really took me to a place of prayer. Because when we don't know the purpose, we tend to respond out of flesh. We tend to respond out of the right now. We tend to respond out of emotion. Instead of being eternal minded, we are right now minded. We don't respond the way we should. We may not be doing all that we're supposed to do in that relationship. We're not thinking about the eternal rewards. We just know that we're sick and tired of being sick and tired or being used in this relationship or being abused. And I'm not saying we continue to submit ourselves to abuse, but what is the purpose in the relationship? Do you know? Have you asked have you sought God on this? Have you sat before him and allowed him to speak to you in these areas? Would we be reading a different story? Would we be reading about a different queen if Vashti was eternal minded? If God was on her mind, if God was God for her. If God was Lord, would we be reading a different story? But instead, there's one chapter where she's included in it. And then the rest of the book, we read about Queen Esther. And how she saved 
her people. She knew her purpose. She knew what needed to be done. She believed God. She did. Do we believe God to do what he said he'll do? Believers are supposed to believe. Do we believe? It is definitely something to think about. And yes, I I get that this was in media in Persia. I get that they weren't Israel. I get all of that. And again, if Yahweh was Lord, would we be reading a different story? Would her response have been different? So in our lives, is God, is he Lord over our lives, our entire lives, every area of our lives, even the parts that we think we got this and we don't need God for some reason? Would our responses to others be different? Our reactions to others be different if we were thinking eternal-minded and not right now or not out of emotion? Would they? If I'm thinking about the rewards in heaven, am I really having an argument on this side of heaven, maybe, maybe not. But again, are we eternal minded? And how different our lives would look if we were thinking about it in that light. How different our walk would be if we were thinking about it in that way. We get to make the choice, for the Lord will not overrule our will. We get to come into agreement with what the Lord wants to do in each and every one of our lives. We get to be an example. Oh, and by the way, that was another thing for Vashti. One of the things that the king and his council said is that because she didn't come, the other women that in the provinces where he ruled, those wives would most likely do the same thing and not listen to their husbands. She was a leader. As a leader, the women were watching and they were following As women, we are in positions where others are watching. They're paying attention to what we are doing. The younger women are learning how to be women 
So they're watching. Even if you don't realize it, someone is watching. As moms, your children are watching. As an aunt, your nieces are watching. Even your nephews are watching. She was leading. What did she do? How did she steward her leadership? How was she leading? Again, we don't specifically know, but things to think about. These are things that the Lord brought up. How do we shift as a leader in the positions that we are in? How do we lead well? How do we serve well? How do we walk in our calling well by surrendering by partnering with with our Lord God Almighty allowing him to be God allowing him to be Lord over every area of our lives not leaning to our own understanding but in all our ways Acknowledging him for him to direct our path. He's the one with the plan for our lives. Have we asked him what his plan is? So I share this with you. So that you can take some time with the Lord and ask some of these questions. How do I lead in the way you want me to lead, Lord? How do I serve the way you want me to serve, Lord? What we should not do is get into these positions or to be in these positions and then lean on our own understanding. That's not what we should be doing. God is our source for every area of our lives. What does he have to say about serving? What does he have to say about leading? What does he have to say about you being a mother, an aunt, a daughter, a sister? By the way, if you don't know how to operate in any of these positions, ask him. Holy Spirit's our teacher. Ask him to teach you. He does a very good job of teaching He knows exactly how you need to learn it. We can rely on him 
depend on him. In the different situations that we are in, is it because you leaned on your own understanding? This is definitely some things to think about. Even in our friendships, what's the purpose of this friendship? Let's not leave that out. In marriage, what's the purpose of the marriage? You, my dear lady, what is your purpose? in the different roles and the position that you are in. I implore you to start to have that conversation with the Lord. And as I close, I want to close in prayer. Because I know this is something to think about when the Lord shared it with me. I was everything, every point he had. I was like, ooh, ooh, Lord. What is my purpose as a mother? What is my purpose as a aunt? What is my purpose? And have I been stewarding this role well, this position well? I started thinking about it, surrendering it all to him and let him lead, let him guide me. Because I know there's, I've unteed all my own understanding. I've sistered all my own understanding. I've daughtered on my own understanding. And when I look back, oof, those were some times, those were some decisions. Those those are some things that I need to submit to the Lord. You may find that he leads you to repent, to forgive, to ask for forgiveness. Again, allow him to be Lord. Because we should be eternal minded. And not just looking at the here and right now. We should not allow the wounds in our lives to keep us from loving others, from loving ourself. This is something else that the Lord has been talking to me about. And I know there's more that he will share with me about this. But there's so much love in our hearts and the wounds, the situations. It's like they're clogging up and taking up space, displacing the love that we have in our hearts. God is love. We're made in his image and in his likeness. 
So what does that say about us? Love created us. Love doesn't look the way the world says it should. So our responses in these positions should look a certain way. Should sound a certain way. And I'm not saying it's supposed to look the same. Because each one of us is wonderfully, uniquely, individually made. However, we're made in his image. And that image is love. So it's there. It might be crowded down. It might be pushed out. And the wounds may be at the surface. But it's there. Will you allow the Lord to heal the wounds? To heal the situations so that in these roles that we are in, we can love well. We can purpose well. We can impact well. Thank you, Lord. Lord God, we repent. Repent for where we have leaned on our own understanding in the roles and the positions that you have blessed us with. We repent for not showing love. We repent for leaning on our own understanding. We submit our roles and our positions, our hearts to you. For you to direct our path. For you to lead and to guide us in the way that we should go. Showing us how to get there. Showing us how to lead well. Showing us how to impact well. Showing us how to love well. I submit every area of my life to you. I ask you to teach me how to steward what you have blessed me with well. So that on that day, I will hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. It is in Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Amen.